Welcome back or welcome for the first time. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is entitled The Fruit of Obedience. The Fruit of Obedience. And so we want to go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 14. Tell us what happens when we obey God. Oftentimes in our lives, we see dark places or we experience um, lack or something doesn't happen for us. And it's it, sometimes it's just that God wants us to wait on him. But a lot of the times we need to check our level of obedience. Have we done what God wants us to do? Are we hearkening unto the word of God? What is God saying about a situation? You know how we call our friends, we call our moms, we call our dads, we call our co-workers, everybody. We get an opinion, even from our church members, about things that we really need to seek the face of God about. And we really need to search God for about and seek him and make sure that we are doing exactly what God will have us to do. And so Deuteronomy 28 is filled with um, blessings from God. And so they're based on the condition. And you will see if, if this word, if being used in this particular chapter. And the reason that that is being used is because it's conditional. It is conditional. The blessings of God are um, here that are spelled out in Deuteronomy 28th are based on your level of obedience there is fruitfulness that comes out of your obedience so it's important to obey god a lot of the times we're wondering why things are delayed um often when we think things are denied they are delayed they're waiting on us to start to obey god there are some things in your life that are denied and it's because God loves you and God has something better in, 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 in time and space for you. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28 to see what our obedience will produce for us. Verse 1 says, and it shall come to pass. I love when a scripture says, and it shall come to pass. Because that is an automatic promise that is about to follow if I do what God tells me to do. It shall come to pass. It shall is such a strong word. It's such a strong verbiage that God allows to be written to us so that we understand that, watch this, it is going to happen. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2 says, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. In other words, verse 1 and 2 tells us already that this is conditional. If you do what I tell you to do, basically it's what God is telling us here in this verse if you just do what i tell you to do if you listen to me um god's not going to harm us god jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us that god has an expected end uh, for us and it's of good and not of evil and so if we would just hearken diligently unto the voice of god hear god and try to obey god and what we're doing there's the, the blessings of god are going to overtake us verse 3 says um, and let's let's just go. I'm going to read verse three all the way through, and I probably won't number them. It says here, "Blessed thy shalt thy be in the city, and blessed shalt thy be in the field. Blessed shall thy be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, for the increase of thine kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket, and thy store. You're going to have plenty. In other words." Um, you know, you're going to be able to always have something to draw from. I remember there was a time that I was in debt. And I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not ashamed to talk about it because I got myself in debt. And I could do a whole other segment on how disobedience gets you into debt. 
your obedience is not going to result in debt. I promise you it will not. But there's some things that I, I know disobedience will lead to debt. So I was in debt and I was working my way out of it. And I knew that in order for me to get out of debt, I God was going to bless me to pay those credit cards off. And so he did. But during that time that I was coming out and that I was paying those credit cards, I had just enough for what I needed. I had just enough for what I needed. And I'm telling you, God would supply me my need, literally supply me my need. Oh, I'd had my wants at my own, um, on my own terms. You know, that's how I got into debt, by having my wants on my own terms. My wants had absolutely nothing to do with God and they left me indebted. And so when I repented of that and when I came back to God and I said, you know what, God, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to make sure that I'm not being a selfish person and that I'm giving and not just, you know, out here just spending money just to spend money. God began to give me what I needed and he was faithful to do that until I paid that credit card debt out off. I never wanted for a thing I had everything that I needed because I decided that I was going to be obedient to God he made sure that my baskets were full all the time metaphorically speaking he made sure that my storage was full all all of the time I had no lack even though he was rationing to me just what I needed but he was teaching me and he was disciplining me for my future and being able to handle wealth Verse 6 says, Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. This scripture helps me so much because oftentimes I go into a project or I'm doing something that God wants me to do, and right in the middle of it, it gets a little bit rocky, and it seems like I would have lost. And I've learned from that, don't don't ever judge my outcome by the middle. And I say to you, don't ever judge your outcome by the middle. This scripture has been a blessing to me because I, I would turn around and I say, you know what, Lord, you told me that I was blessed coming in and going out. So if I'm in the middle of this thing and it seems like I've lost everything, then God, you're going to restore me before I get out of it because I'm leaving out of this situation with my hands up. I'm leaving out of this situation full and I'm leaving out of this situation bearing just what you said I could be. So I'm never going to be empty. Going into the situation, I'm not empty. In the middle, it might seem like I've lost some things, but all that that I'm going to gain because I'm going to persist and I'm going to continue to be obedient. I'm going to be blessed coming out. As we go further in the text, it says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come in against thee one way, and they shall flee seven seven ways. God has a way of exposing your enemies. God has a way of dealing with those things for you. So when your enemies rise, you don't even have to be concerned about your enemies. One thing that drives me is when Christians, um, when they, when they, Spend so much time talking about who doesn't like them, their haters and this and that. Why are we having conversations about that? You know, sure, we all have someone that probably doesn't think highly of us. That's fine. But put your energies into being what God will have you to be. And you know what? Sometimes you can disciple that individual that once was your enemy. They could become someone who you can do kingdom work with. I'm not saying that that's going to happen all of the time. But what I'm saying is that we've got to stop spending time, investing time, and just conversation about this person or that person. Why are we spending so much time talking about our haters? Why are we spending so much time talking about who doesn't like us? We could spend time talking about Jesus and winning those people for the cause of Christ, right? Let's do that. 
Verse 8 says here, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. That's important. That is so important. I am the pastor of the Grace Hill Church, and I know that there is a blessing at the Grace Hill Church. I can't go to another pastor's um, assembly that God has given him to shepherd over, her to shepherd over, and just go in there and just start talking and doing what I want to do. God has given them that assignment, and I have to respect that that is the assignment that God has given me, and I have to respect the assignment that God has given unto me. And so... Oftentimes, it's just like going over to our neighbor's house and feeling like we could just rearrange the house and paint the house. And we've not even gone in to ask the owner of the house, can we do that? So this is the beauty of God. And as such, it's so it would seem like an oxymoron to people who don't have faith or people who don't understand God. Um, And I'm not saying that we I understand God in and through, but there's some things I know about God. And I know that God works in ways that are so uncommon to man, but it's because he's God. And, you know, whenever God tells us that these are the boundaries that I want you to operate within, well, guess what? There are no limitations within those boundaries. God knows how to give us what he needs. Remember the promised land? He told them, he says, I want you to walk through here, but don't touch Esau's um, that which I'm giving to Esau. I want you to keep going on to where you need to go to get what I have promised you. So whatever it is that God has promised you, that's where you're going to be blessed. That's where your blessing lies. Oftentimes we're not experiencing our blessings because we're in the wrong place or we're trying to do the wrong thing that God has not given us permission to do. So we are blessed when we do what we're supposed to do, where God tells us to do it. Verse nine says, the Lord shall establish thee a holy people, unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the lord thy god and walk in his ways we're to do what god tells us to do he is the one who lifts the standard he is the one who gives the marching order orders not us i mean sometimes in prayer i find myself dictating to god what he should do and i have to stop myself and say that's not right you're not supposed to do that god do this god uh, father i need you to do this no hold up a minute god what is it that you want me to do god how how do you want that done? So we don't give God the orders. We take the orders from God. Now we can ask God for things. I'm not suggesting that we cannot ask God for things, but we want to ask even when we are asking, we want to ask such that it aligns with the word of God. We don't want to just ask things that we know are ridiculous or tell God what to do. How do we get this kind of audacity? Very important to think about that when we're in our prayer time. It says in verse 10, and all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. You know what? You don't, when you walk in, there's a certain respect that you can get just by being a child of God. People may not like you. They might not even want to prefer you. And, but you know, when you are a child of God, people won't understand why they won't put their hands on you or they, they, they won't even try you. You know, they might not even understand you, but they know that there is something very special about you. And that is that respect, that reverential fear, you know, of God that, that we are under the umbrella of verse 11 says, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground in the land, which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. This is awesome. God, I'm telling you, there is fruit. 
when we are obedient. We, we start to see the harvest of God come up in our lives. Some people say, well, maybe I need to refocus or maybe I need to do this. No, you need to be obedient. Um, it's not always that we embarked upon something and we need to change majors in school or anything like that. It might be our behavior. It might be something that in our behavior that needs to change because we're not obedient to God. We need to learn how to listen to the voice of God. Verse 12 says, the Lord shall open unto thee this his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Well, boy, that's a blessing. And let me tell you, um, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Who else's treasure would you want? I'm telling you, if we are obedient, then it's just like having the key. To unlock the blessings of God. If we are obedient. Verse 13 says. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. I like that only because it's so specific there isn't it. There's no other place for me to be when I'm obedient to God. God's going to keep me above it. And thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken. The condition is that we've got to hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which we have been commanded this day to observe and to do them. You can't just know what God wants you to do. You got to do what God wants you to do. And a lot of us know what we should be doing, but we don't do it. So we have to, we have to remember that if we're going to receive the blessings of God, we got to do what God tells us to do. Verse 14 tells us, and, and this is our final verse, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to do to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. You know what? It's amazing to me how sometimes we think that, you know, we can put God aside and do what we want to do. But the conditions are that we are obedient to God and we're consistent. That's what verse 14 is trying to get us to understand, that we've got to be consistent when we when we come to God. We got to be consistent in our obedience to God. You know, it's like some people for a season, they know that they want this. And once they finally get it, or once we finally get it, I say some people will let me include myself in that because I've been there and done that too. You know, once we finally get what we want to get from God, then we turn and we're back to our old ways. No, that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to be consistent and to love him every day. God wants us to be consistent and to obey him every day. You know, his mercies are new every morning, but that doesn't mean that we have to abuse him. That doesn't mean that we have to misuse him. And so I want to encourage you to be obedient to God. There is a fruitfulness that is attached to your obedience. God bless you. This has been your 365 with God podcast.